Hello, my name is Ryan Surface. I hail from the Diocese of Springfield, Illinois. I go to Marquette University studying mechanical engineering, and it is a pleasure to be in your presence, Brother William. Fun fact, he beatboxes. <laughs> what? I do, I beatbox. Oh, okay, do it. Here. This is Echoes from the Bell Tower, stories of wit and wisdom from Benedictine monks who live, work, and pray in southern Indiana. We're your hosts, Brother Joel Blaze. And I'm Brother Colby Wolnikowski. When spring semester ends in the seminary and school of theology, students pack up and move off the hill. It's quiet around here, but that does not last long. Yeah, it only lasts a couple of weeks. Hundreds of high school youth come to St. Meinrad each summer for the One Bread, One Cup liturgical leadership conferences, and the monks love it. Because who would not love to have hundreds of teenagers invade their home? But for real, the monks see the One Bread, One Cup program kind of as our baby. (laughs) And I think that to some extent that's true. I think the monks really um, love the program. This is Father Christian. He's been working with One Bread, One Cup, or OBOC, on and off for 10 years. He currently serves as the college internship director. And are protective of the program and want to see the program flourish and grow. And I guess that's how you would treat a baby. But yeah, I think the monks just care a lot about One Bread, One Cup. Through OBOC, the monks can see the young church and it gives us a lot of hope and joy for the present and future of the Catholic Church. We're also able to empower the youth and give them tools, and a little Benedictine spirituality, to take back to their home parishes. We should probably back up. At this point, you're probably wondering what One Bread, One Cup is. Here's Olivia Snyder. She's in her third year serving as an OBOC intern. To someone that's never heard of it, I would say that One Bread, One Cup is a summer liturgical leadership conference for youth, um, meaning that high school youth from all over the country come to learn about their space in the church and how to um, enact different liturgical roles um, within the Mass and beyond. Um, So high school youth come, learn about their faith, learn about the liturgy, um, build community with one another, and then are sent forth to bring the presence of Christ to the rest of the world. It's really about as simple as it gets. (laughs) At the very basic level, OBOC is a five-day conference for high school youth and the adult leaders in their parishes. This summer, we have three conferences at St. Meinrad and one at Conception Abbey in Missouri. OBOC is focused on the liturgy and giving youth the tools to be active participants and leaders in their parish. Here's Tammy Beck. She is the director of One Bread, One Cup. I would say that One Bread, One Cup is an authentic encounter with Christ through the experience of the liturgy. We enable young people to take the time out of their lives to be quiet and to listen, to experience God through the liturgy in a way that they maybe never have before. There are 10 tracks or liturgical roles the youth can choose to learn about during the conference. And I feel like One Bread, One Cup enables young people to learn a skill that's definitely needed in the church, 
either leading prayer or being an extraordinary minister of, of Holy Communion, for being a lector, learning how to proclaim the word well, learning how to preside at Liturgy of the Hours, learning how to serve, uh, learning how to be an MC or a sacristan. All of those are necessary roles, if you will, that must be fulfilled for each and every Mass. A reading from the book of Genesis. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God the Almighty. Walk in my presence and be blameless. Every afternoon, the youth break into their small groups to learn one of those liturgical roles. Then, at daily Mass, they practice those roles. And I feel like One Bread, One Cup enables young people to perform those skills with confidence, uh, gives them room to make mistakes, offers them a safe environment where they can make mistakes or they can uh, shine brightly and uh, they'll be affirmed. Whether they make a mistake or not, they're going to be affirmed in what they've done. And then they're also going to be given a little bit of feedback to help them learn an even greater or deeper way to share their skill the next time. And so I feel like enabling young people, then empowering them to serve is the greatest thing that we do at One Bread, One Cup. Let's try that all together. Spirits and souls of the just. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt Him above all forever. Nice. And notice if you look at the, the bottom, it says, at the end of the canto. OPOC would not exist without the help of the college interns. Every summer, 21 college students from around the country are hired for a six to eight week internship. Their primary purpose is to staff and serve the youth conferences. The interns serve as group leaders and teachers. They keep the conference running smoothly while sharpening real-world job skills. They also serve as role models for the youth. Here's Father Christian. They're a witness that once you go to college, it does not mean that your time in the church is or ought to be over. It doesn't mean that your faith should be left behind your practice as a Christian should be left behind. The, the, our college students are witnessing that faith is something that continues into the next stage, and the next step. One of the unique parts of OBOC is that it's held at a Benedictine monastery. And by being held at a Benedictine monastery, we're able to, to utilize the, the rich traditions of Benedictine liturgy and the Benedictine community in order to, to introduce people to the liturgy, not just the Mass, but also the Liturgy of the Hours. This is Father Eric Augustine. He is a priest of the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and serves as director of liturgy at One Bread, One Cup. At OBOC, the youth are introduced to the Liturgy of the Hours, the daily prayer of the church that St. Minerid monks follow. The youth are taught how to lead and preside at the Liturgy of the Hours, and they often take that back to their parishes as a new offering. The youth also get to know the monks during the conferences. Some monks teach the formation sessions, and each conference has an ice cream social where the youth can ask monks questions. And she actually had a question for you. Oh yeah, ask me a, a question. So. Okay, what is the significance of your black dress? Oh, my black dress. <laughs> yes. Like a um, husband and wife marry each other, they both wear a ring, 
that symbolizes their commitment to each other in the married life, we wear a habit to symbolize our commitment to the monastic life. Now, originally, the habit... A lot of the, the young people who come here to One Bread, One Cup have never seen a monk before, let alone met one or spent some time hanging out with a monk. And so the opportunity to engage with the monastic community is a, a unique component to this program. And to, to help people in our parishes, young people in the church, know what the Benedictine way of life is all about and to be exposed to, to monastic life, and then also to make a connection between Benedictine spirituality and the, the lives of young people that they live in their regular high school days. And then I think uh, the encounter with the monastic community is also something that's quite mysterious, especially for young people. They don't know what monks are in the first place, and then when they meet some of the monks who live here, uh, they quickly come to appreciate and understand their way of life and um, really have um, kind of a mysterious curiosity about the monks and how they live their lives and how they come away from the world, if you will, and live in this place and take vows and and live in community, but then how they still are engaged with the world is a surprise, I think, for a lot of people. The conference schedule also follows the Benedictine way of life. There is a really good balance of prayer and work, and fun. Here's Tammy and Olivia again. The scene on the first day of the conference can be a little bit hectic. And it's a day filled with a lot of energy. So the interns are just like ready to put on the conference again. They're ready to welcome the new youth and for form relationships with them. So there's really like a buzz and an energy in the air as the participants come in and check in and register for the conference. Ladies, just follow me. I'm going to show you where you're going next, okay? Ooh, do we have an instrumentalist over here? A little guitar? It's kind of a, it's a big whirlwind of, a, of an experience because you almost, like you think of day one whenever they're coming and then it's pretty well nonstop until everybody leaves on day five. So, I mean, it's, Little sleep, a lot of movement, a lot of interacting with people. That last voice is Luke Mesmer. He was a youth participant when he was in high school and then served as an intern for three summers. I think something that always strikes me on the first day when the participants are arriving is I've realized through putting on the conferences that there's not really like the standard youth group kid that comes. Like anybody can come here and it's severely awkward at first. People are like, oh, hi, I'm wearing the same t-shirt as you. The conference begins with an icebreaker and community building games. So participants arrive and check in. How are you? Good, how are you? Welcome to OBOC. Well, thank you. Yes. Maternity BBM. Oh, right. Are you Patty? Welcome. Yes. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And here's some little things for your snack room. Oh, thank you. That's so fine. Once they're settled, they meet up and begin to learn a little bit about each other. My name's Keith. Hi, Keith. Um, and I have two legs. Well, I'm Jacob. Hi, Jacob. And I, ha- I live with a family. Hi, I'm Ashley, and my favorite color is blue. Then there's day one mass, where the youth and adult participants are introduced to the mass at St. Meinrad. We start here with the celebration of mass, because mass is the heart of what we do as a church and as a one 
uh, the very first day, really day and a half, the interns lead the prayer and they lead the mass because as soon as young people get here, they're not ready to, to do that right off the bat. And so having the example set by the interns to get us started, uh, it does offer a mentorship, if you will. And so the, the high school youth see how it's to be done if they're paying attention. Um, and then they, they then are asked on day two to step forward and to begin to lead themselves. On the first night of the conference, all of the participants gather and learn about building a community of faith. So um, I love the verse of that song because it says, you dance over me though I am unaware. You sing all around, I never hear a sound. It's just a poetic, poetic way to say, God is so close. You can touch it, taste it, feel it. You can't put it on a piece of paper. You can't prove it in a court of law, but you know it to be true. You know it with everything that you are. And uh, that's the truth. Um, and the first night's always a lot of fun because our first large group catechesis is building a community of faith. So it's the first time that specific group of people has ever come together before. And there's a lot of energy in the room as the participants um, kind of start to let down their walls and start to engage with the interns. And everybody's just really excited and happy to be there. And even the participants that may not have chosen to come, maybe that was strongly recommended that they come by their parents, um, you can really feel that they're loosening up and getting to know the community more and getting excited about what the week is going to bring. The days that follow include large group gatherings in the morning, small group gatherings in the afternoon, with prayer and mass in between. There's time set aside in the evenings for the youth to relax and have some fun. There is an ultimate frisbee game between the interns and the youth, a talent show, the ice cream social with the monks, and the crazy hat dance. During last year's conference, Brother William gathered some audio for us at the social and crazy hat dance. This is Brother William. I'm just outside our Newman dining room where we will have an ice cream social with the one bread, one cup participants here. Every year we have a social, the monks and the One Bread, One Cup youth that are here, and it's ice cream and games and crazy hats. So, and I'm going in right now. I'm Anne Marie and I'm from Holy Spirit Bowling Green. Good. Now, is this your first uh, time at One Bread, One Cup? Yes. And how do you like it so far? I think it's a lot of fun. I like the fact that you get to, like, get a good mixture of, like, prayer. And the people who are here, like, super, like, accepting and, like, friendly, especially the interns. They're, like, all super nice and really funny and just help you to, like, relax. And how, how what liturgical formation session are you in for the week? I'm doing serving sacristy and the master of ceremonies. So what do you do in your parish right now? Are you active in your parish at all? Do you do any of those things in your parish? I'm a senior altar server and sometimes I'll help out. I'll do a lot of stuff with the youth ministry and I'll do singing sometimes along with my friends like Sophie South. Hey, you are on. Can you introduce <laughs> yourself? 
I am Sophie South, and I'm from Holy Spirit Parish. Uh, so is this your first One Bread, One Cup? Um, no, this is my second one that I've okay. ever been to. I, you can always learn something new every year, especially with different teachers, so it's nice to do it again and get more comfortable with cantering for sure. And uh, what made you want to come to One Bread, One Cup again? Um, I just had such an amazing time last time, and I really feel like I rekindled my relationship with God, so I felt like it'd be amazing to come back here and maybe do it all over again and feel God's presence more and get a stronger relationship with Him. The day winds down with everyone praying Compline or night prayer together. Here's Father Eric. We gather in the seminary chapel, the St. Thomas Aquinas Chapel, usually about 10.15 in the evening, and we have a chapel full of young people who are chanting the Psalms. processing to the statue of Our Lady of Einsiedeln to chant the Salve Regina. And every time we pray Compline, uh, it reminds me of what the church can be at its best and the gift and blessing that the young church is and that there's a real hunger for authentic encounter with Jesus Christ and that in a place like St. Meinrad you can have that, but then also you can take that back with you to wherever you go and to your parishes, your schools, your families, your communities. That Compline every night uh, is, is a, an experience that I think a lot of people would, would think you wouldn't have, seeing a chapel of 100 young people chanting night prayer at a Benedictine monastery. It seems like it wouldn't happen these days, but it does, and it's beautiful. On the third evening of the conference, the youth and adults attend a penance service together in the Arch Abbey Church. This is often the highlight of the conference for the youth, a part they never forget. Everything comes together at the end of the week with the Day 5 Mass. I've heard a lot of people that have been involved in the program over the years, whether they were a youth participant or an intern or just came and visited. Um, Day five mass is something that you can't help but smile when you talk about. Um, And pretty much everyone that I've talked to um, that's talked about day five mass is just lit up as soon as they say that. Like we said earlier, at the beginning of the conference, the interns take over the mass and fill the liturgical roles. As the conference moves on, the youth gradually take over. For the world, that there may be an end to poverty, both spiritual and physical, and peace in all nations, so that we may come to know Christ's love. Let us pray to the Lord. For all those here at One Bread, One Cup, that we may find the fullness of God's message for our lives, especially. 
especially with what we have experienced this week. Let us pray to the Lord. Day five is when you just see the confidence that all of the participants have. Um, they're just so ready to take ownership of their section of the church and um, be strong leaders in their faith. So day five mass is one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. And it's just really cool to see the confidence that comes out of these young people as they really make the liturgy their own. The youth can take what they learn at One Bread, One Cup and make a difference in their parishes. During the conference last summer, we talked to Patty Bailey. She's a youth minister at Maternity of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Illinois. She's been bringing youth to OBOC for over 15 years, and she says OBOC has transformed the parish. They have a liturgy planning team with 40 high school members, 10 from each grade. Once a month, the parish holds a youth-led liturgy. Here's Patty. Because it's once a month, people will show up an hour early for Mass just to get a seat. And the music is beautiful. And the homiletics group has come up with a way to bring the Word alive to the parish. We do that through testimonies and maybe little skits for uh, Mass, uh, whatever they come up with. And and we, we actually modeled it after everything we've learned here at One Bread, One Cup. So our whole parish is enjoying the benefits of this conference. Patty's mission is to raise leaders in the church and to make sure the youth know that they matter and that they are loved. And how this conference helps that is so evident. We are helping the, the participants that are here rise up to leadership in our church, but more importantly, in their future parishes as they grow up to be adult members of a church. And, you know, just feeling that they, that they matter and they're special and they're loved, that's the Benedictine hospitality right there. And it oozes out of every single aspect of this conference. A phrase that um, the director, Tammy, likes to use a lot is, you are not the church of tomorrow, you are the young church of today. Um, and I really see the empowerment that these young people get when they come here um, to know that they're not just waiting their turn to be a part of the church or a part of the body of Christ, that they are that now and they each have an individual space that they can fill right now. Um, I see them growing as human people in, in their spirituality while they're here, but I also see them recognizing kind of what's already there in that they're important in the life of the church and that they do have roles that they can fulfill now and they don't have to wait until they're in college or married or serving a religious vocation to be an important part of the church that they already are that and that we already value them. the rest of our podcast season is about St. Leonard's impact beyond the hill, out in the world. One Bread, One Cup is a program that can really make a difference in the lives of young people and the parishes they serve. Here's Father Eric. 
St. Minard over the years has held such uh, uh, an important place in the life of the church for the priests who were formed here, the deacons, the lay ministers, of course, for the monastic community and all those who encountered them. And being able to pass that on to the young church is a way of spreading the, the gift of St. Minard, Benedictine hospitality, the charism of work and prayer to people from all around the United States and beyond. So St. Minard as a place and the people who come here is not just limited to a hill in southern Indiana. And I think One Bread, One Cup is one of the programs that helps St. Minard reach far beyond this hill to the church all around the world. Thank you for listening to our episode today about the One Bread, One Cup program. Want to learn more? Check out their website at stminerid.edu slash OBOC. This episode was edited and produced by Krista Hall with the help of Brother Joel Blaze, Brother Colby Wolnikowski, Brother William Sprower, Mary Jean Schumacher, Jim Paquette, Tammy Sheeter, and Christian Mozek. The music for this podcast was written and produced by Brother Joel. A special thanks goes to Tammy Becht, Father Christian Rapp, Father Eric Augenstein, Olivia Snyder, Luke Mesmer, Patty Bailey, Amber Grooms, and Philip Spearing. We have several episodes planned for the fall, all about St. Minard's impact out in the world. If you've enjoyed Echoes from the Bell Tower, tell your friends and subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to listen to past episodes or learn more about our podcast, visit stminerid.edu slash echoes. Have a great summer! Everything comes together at the end of the week with a five-day, whoops, five-day five day long day mass. mass. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that'd be the part they'd never forget. <laughs> remember that time we were in church oh. for five days? <laughs> no, I remember the penance service, though. <laughs>